0: Richie, this is a bit more of a somber tone. Uh, usually these are pretty exciting podcasts to record, but this one is to record a reaction to us losing our only 2023 commit, Jasir Peterson from uh, Union City. He was a yep. teammate of 2022 commit, um, Nelson Monegro. What happened with this one? Uh, this sounds a little familiar to Jojo Bermudez, just a little more um, clarity and, and uh, transparency, I guess.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, So this is bad news, obviously. So this is probably going to be our most popular podcast for some reason. Um, But yeah, it's uh, he just he basically told our Penn State writers the other day that he was going to visit there this weekend, shot some text back and forth just to try to confirm with him. I got the confirmation, posted it. And um, it's just it's like what Greg usually does. Like you're not supposed to visit elsewhere if you're committed. Yep. If you're committed, it's like you're dating a girl, you can't be going around and be like, Yeah, you're pretty hot, but like this girl, I'm gonna go talk to her first and see what she thinks.
0: Yeah, I'm just talking to her on Bumble, I'm just talking to her on, yeah.
1: on Hinge. We're not gonna actually meet up, we're not gonna do anything. We've been yeah. dating okay. for like a year, so it's yeah. like it's actually almost a year to the day where he committed, yep. And it's like, Yeah, we've been dating for like almost a year, but. I'm starting to see like other options out there. Like you never know. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. Yep. So it, it's kind of, that's basically what happened. It's it's like, you can't really be committed if you're going to visit elsewhere. I think it was more of a mutual decision at the end of the day, but uh, he talked to the staff about it. Um, I believe they're out in a couple schools this uh, today, actually visiting people. I don't know if they stopped in union city or not. I haven't confirmed that, which would be like probably when they probably talk to them or talk to the coaches over there or whatever. But um, it is the open period now for recruiting again. Kids are going to be on campus this weekend. So there is a bright side to this. You're going to get some new kids on campus, new faces, old faces even too. And they're still doing pretty well with other offensive linemen around the country.
0: Yeah, so uh, obviously it's a bummer to lose a commitment. It's a bummer to lose your only commitment. Do you think there's any chance that we get him back in the fold or do you see this one as he's gone already?
1: Um, With Union City, Uh there's a chance that you could get him back in the fold. Um, But like most de-commitments, I really don't see it happening at the end of the day. It's like at that point, you probably would have just stayed committed. Um, This is a kid that only had one offer, and it was from Rutgers, and committed like almost immediately on the spot. I might have been a couple hours after he received the offer that he technically committed. But, um, yeah, uh, he wants to kind of play the game, which I kind of understand a little bit as well. Um, You want to go out there, see how many offers you can get. He's a very, very good prospect. Um, he's, He's another mauler in the middle. Um, offensive guard, probably gonna play offensive tackle or he might have actually play on the opposite side of a um, Monegro for Union City. Um, he's a little bit of a weird situation because he probably can play guard at the next level. But besides the point, he's got one offer. He's a top eight kid. I think we have number eight right now in the state of New Jersey. In our rankings, he's a top 50 offensive tackle in the country. Um, He's going to get a ton of offers. Now that he's decommitted, I wouldn't be shocked if he just tweeted out about six or seven offers from power five schools. He's very, very talented, and it's going to sting a little bit that he's not committed to Rutgers anymore, but it does go to show you that Greg has a pretty good eye for talent, got this kid in the fold very quickly. It's just a matter of not being able to hang on to him, which which kind of does suck but it is union city they they do produce a lot a ton of athletes they have another guy in the 2024 class and anthony um anthony crawford who has a umass and old miss offer guess who gave him that old miss offer our good buddy partridge and marquise watson so i do think um you'll see you'll see um you'll see them pursue josiah pearson until the very end it's going to be a typical um I hate to compare it, but an Igmanosan type situation, an Aaron Young type situation, all these guys. Um, they kind of like de- they decommit, you're going to pursue them till the very, very end of the- their commitment. Maybe it goes your way in the end, maybe it doesn't. Only time will tell with this one. So, I, I already know
0: what a lot of people are going to ask on the board like, oh, we took all these offensive line transfers, is it because awesome. is that the reason why he's decommitting? Can you just put that one to bed?
1: No, that's not the reason whatsoever. These most of these transfers have one or two years. By the time Peterson even sees the field in college football, these guys will be long gone. So it doesn't yeah, really anybody
0: matter. with two less than two years of eligibility will be gone by then. So yeah, that's Willie Tyler. That's that's Dunlap. That's that's Lorenzo. So they're gone. Lorenzo.
1: Yeah. So I saw it on the on the free board a little bit, and that's a ton of speculation just from a fan's perspective, which I totally understand. I I get it. Um, but yeah, no. There's there's just that has nothing to do at all
0: (laughs) so I know that you mean city was a kid I think in class of 2015 uh Steven Gonzalez I think he's still involved with the program there is that kind of playing a part in his interest in Penn State
1: yeah I mean it definitely plays a role um Penn State obviously is looking for offensive linemen just like every other school in the country right now and when you have a kid that's not too far away three and a half four hours um, they, they were pursuing him. They were kind of are in his ear a little bit. They wanted to get him up on campus. He's going to go visit there this Saturday for their junior day, which a lot of targets for Rutgers as well are visiting. They're visiting Rutgers or Penn State on Saturday and then Rutgers on Sunday. You'll see a little bit overlap between the lists that we've posted. Um, but, yeah, Stephen Gonzalez is, is, like, volunteering over there while still trying to make it in the NFL a little bit. I know he's a, technically a free agent right now, if I, I believe. Um, I talked to him quite, quite a bit here and then. Um, very nice dude, but yeah, I mean, having a Penn State guy around the team a little is going to help, obviously, the Nittany Lions in the end. But, um, is it going to play a huge factor? No, but it, it definitely helps because he did play for Franklin. Um, he's a Penn State guy, went from Jersey to Penn State and made the NFL for a little bit, still trying. But yeah, I mean, he'll play a factor.
0: Yeah, I thought I saw him tweet out something recently because you know, the USFL is coming back. I think he tweeted mm. at there, they have like a player, um, I don't. I wouldn't say it's quite tryouts, but you can submit your film if you'd like to be considered for the, the pool of players in the USFL. And I think you submitted his information for that. Yeah, it makes um, sense.
1: I mean, the, the Rutgers fans are probably hoping he gets that shot now, so then he's away from Union City. But Rutgers exactly. has connections to Union City as well. And Nelson Monegrove, Min- former, former teammate, Manny, Manny Yeah, um, I'm sure I'm missing a couple others, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a loss for Rutgers, yes. But at the end of the day, you're you're pursuing so many offensive linemen out there, and it sounds like one could be on the on the way to committing to the, the Scarlet Knights pretty soon.
0: Different position, I'll speculate than where Peterson probably would have played, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you guys can all take a guess at what guy that is. It's a guy we've all kind of heard discussed as leaning towards Rutgers for a while, so uh, that'll all we'll be saying about that. Uh, so yeah, a bummer, guys. Uh, I don't like recording these uh, negative. Instant reactions, but, you know, that is life. Good things, bad things. You got to find a way to deal with both of them. Uh, yeah. I
1: don't, know. I don't do think there's know any – I'm sorry, do you want me to pile on this bad news or
0: – Yeah, let's let's hear more.
1: I know we just talked about it off air, but, like, I'm looking at New Jersey's top 15 for 2023, and it's, it's not optimistic. There's already one going to Notre Dame, one going to Iowa. Um, Rutgers didn't offer – Marco Lanes, who's going to Iowa. They didn't offer Bonsu, who's number three in the class. Basantis seems like he's going out of state. It's, it is going to be a little bit of a struggle for Rutgers in terms of New Jersey recruits, at least in the top 10, based on our rankings. Uh, but there's always hope because they're doing very good in Florida. So it might, it's literally Shiana one point all over again. The yeah. New Jersey kids aren't going to come. We're going to go down to Florida or go to another state, go to hell. They're going to Kentucky now. Um, go to one of these states and just start recruiting them and bring them up and then figure it out from there. And eventually these Jersey guys will kind of take a little peek and uh, start turning their heads when they see Rutgers.
0: I think it's kind of eye-opening. when We had that conversation with Willie Tyler about him talking about the level of competition he could face on a week-to-week basis in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get – I, I you, you always hear people talk about it, but when you are speaking to somebody directly and they're talking about my chances to get to the NFL are increased by being able to say, here's my film from me facing offers in Hutchinson. Here's my film facing off against George Carlapsis. Like you don't need to go to a bowl to show that you can match up with these top level players. If you show it week in and week out, that is so useful. And I think that's kind of Greg is using that to his advantage really well as a member of the big 10, that that's something that he didn't have as a big East member or an AAC member, whatever it was when he left
1: i mean that yeah it's definitely a huge difference between selling them on the big east versus the big 10 but uh yeah i think end of the day like i I hate to say but i feel like high school recruiting is just dying overall and the transfer portals just taking over so which is it's okay with me i mean but because it's a little more it's a little easier talking to a 22 year old 23 year old than a 17 year old 16 we're talking to 15 year olds sometimes it's it's crazy but um yeah, I mean, selling the Big tens, a big selling point, especially like we talked about in the past. That what do they have? Like three, four defense or edge rushers that are probably gonna be in the first round, second round, yeah, day, something nine, like that. So yeah, ridiculous. Between Hutchinson, maybe a top three, top five pick guy. I don't even know how to say his name. George Car George
0: Kolaptis. I think. Yeah,
1: there we go. Maybe the future giant. For all we know, I look. So it looks like. Not we'll gonna look, Maybe, but. Um, yeah no it playing in the big 10 definitely makes a hell of a difference and it's on the recruiting trail and in in terms of nfl stuff
0: for sure um so sky is not totally falling guys uh i do think it's very promising like you said how well we're doing with a lot of really high level out of state kids like mm-hmm. you would never expect to be in it with like a top 50 florida kid <laughs> as deeply as we are with like Hakeem williams like yeah and the list goes on and on i i I don't think we're in a bad place. It does suck that we're losing uh and that uh, he might end up at a place like Penn state, but
1: yeah, the I mean, class I, is still young. Like I said, the Florida class is ridiculous and they're doing extremely, extremely well with high King Williams. And that's not just the only one there's Santana Fleming, who's still tweeting out chop 23 every once in a while teasing that. Yep you guys are all following him so he loves it because you guys are gaining he's gaining followers and stuff but yeah um Brayson Rogers who's probably going to end up in the end choosing between Bama Rutgers and I forget who his third one was maybe it was a Texas or Texas A&M or one one of those but whatever the fact that I'm putting Rutgers in the conversation with Bama should just show you how well they're recruiting in general absolutely and then um I actually talked to a Florida coach today who I, I ended up making some profiles for him for his guys but He's uh, got a couple good connections to uh, the Scarlet Knights. He's very close with Nunzio, former New Jersey guy. Uh, very close with Fran Brown. Has worked with him in the past and in, in like some of these camp settings when they were allowing high school coaches to work. Now he's a head coach down in Tampa. And Rutgers went and visited him early December, and he gave me a call today. And I didn't. I'm like, why the hell is this guy calling me? So I started talking to him. Not to get super off track, but no, go for it. He goes, Yo, I want to let you know I played ball with Joe Harris Simiak. I'm like, No shit, really played ball with him and he goes yeah and then i went back as a ga and he was uh he was a ga at springfield too and i was like no shit look, you, you know what hold on let's that's let's, let's get this on on a recording real quick so we'll have that out soon but it, it just goes to show like Rutgers is pursuing these these schools all throughout florida whether it's cypress bay landing dante chin that no one even heard about now they're pursuing down in tampa at a different school about where this coach was at which you'll see in here read whatever read more about on Sunday, Monday—I forget when I scheduled it, but whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, hell, pursue Florida as much as possible. They're landing so many people out of there. I don't see a reason to stop. Yeah, I mean, Shiano's
0: had a pretty, pretty good track record with under the radar guys from from the Sunshine State. Like, if you just like look back at like classes from like two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six, like they're littered with with Florida kids. And you know, if you talk about the Lowrys, you talk about Ryan Hart, you talk about. Eric, or, uh, eric foster like you know he was just getting these guys out of florida and he he give him give, give him credit he saw something in these guys that not a lot of programs in the area did and the level of athlete in florida is just so much better than new jersey
1: overall so oh yeah it, it's completely different um they're, they're a lot more speedy a lot faster uh, a lot more you can argue athletic too whereas here up here it's more like big 10 football where it's more like ground and pound big uglies in the trenches but uh another kid who we might even be doing an instant reaction pod on soon is andy gene who's coming up from florida this weekend to go to for the visit for the junior day on sunday and he seems extremely extremely high in ruckers um i posted articles on him already Uh, i'm sure you guys have all seen that but he's got georgia he's got uh miami i might have been old staff regardless pitt Rutgers, Tennessee, West Virginia. But he's a kid that could end up committing pretty, pretty darn early. And if we'll really soften the blow of losing Peterson, if you can land him on starting on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So uh, the the list for the junior day will continue to grow as you guys get confirmations on guys. What's mm-hmm. the list sitting at right now, roughly of confirmed
1: guests? Um, big names. So what we're doing now is we're not really going out of our way to like get all the like random names that end up popping up, but. but there's a couple big names like Andy Jean's one Kenny Johnson's one out of a uh, Dallas town PA who I'm actually a very, very big fan of doesn't have a Rutgers offer yet. Um, I think we actually still have him unranked at the moment. I know he did get his ranking top 15 kid in Penn state or in Penn state in Pennsylvania, but I haven't pegged for Penn state at the moment. Cause he's very high on them, but Rutgers can kind of get into the fold and maybe like maybe talk him off, talk him off the ledge a little bit and be like, Hey, you want to come back over here? And then, Figure that one out, but um, Austin Ramsey, an offensive lineman out of Pennsylvania. He's another top kid. I think he's a 5.73 star. Javon Williams is one of the best um, offensive linemen in the entire country. Uh, he's ranked 148 in overall recruit in the country. He's coming to campus. The number 59 overall recruit from up in Massachusetts at Thayer Academy is coming to campus. my, uh, who else am I looking at? Recent running back offer: Glendon Montgomery. He just got Rutgers, Michigan State, Penn State's going to offer probably soon this weekend as well because he's going to hit there Saturday, and then come to Rutgers on Sunday. Um, yeah, this list is just going to keep growing and growing, and we have um, other lists on the site too. For January 25th, they're going to have a couple more guys, mostly Jersey guys. It seems like the 25th is going to be, whereas the 20 or the 16th this weekend is going to be mostly out of state guys. Then um, later in the month, January 29th, they're they're hosting Anwar O'Neill, who's number two ranked kid in Delaware currently. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a Rutgers, or he doesn't have a Rutgers offer yet, but he has Marilyn, Pitt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera all the other ones. Um, but, yeah, no, this list is just, just going to keep growing, and it's going to be kind of cool to follow it as and track it a little bit as uh, the days go by. But Rutgers is going to have a ton of, ton of guys on campus this January, yep. uh, even in March or April, whenever the spring game is, too. You're going to see these lists just keep growing and growing. And one thing I've noticed is that these lists go from – when Ash was here, we had the list everybody because it was like unranked kids, two stars, and it's like oh shit. Oh, hey, there's a four-star. <laughs> and then now you're Oh, he's coming cuz his
0: whole team is here.
1: Got yeah, it. Yeah, now you look at the list and it's like, all right, this kid's coming up from Florida. He's got a Georgia offer, a Miami offer. This kid's coming all the way from Western PA. And he's got he's the 148th ranked kid in the country. Samson O'Kalunla on Okan Lola. There we go. Got it. Uh out of Massachusetts is number like 56, 57, something like that in the country. And he's coming down from Massachusetts. It's like, all right, holy shit, like this is this is different. Like
0: yeah, I know we mentioned some. We'll last probably get time. some
1: reactions on that. Uh
0: his brother ended up at Pitt. We, we, we were talking about like his brother ended up somewhere. So just kind of filling <clears> yeah,
1: that gap. I remember that. Um yeah, I completely forgot where he I, I can't believe he ended up there. They actually just um, I don't know if you saw what they did. They just stole Frank Signetti out of uh, Jeff Hafley's pocket over there.
0: So I didn't remember where Signetti was recently because that guy's like, he's a fucking gypsy man. He go, he's in a new program every year. It seems. I think he was the head coach at uh, at JMU at some point.
1: Right? Uh, no, that was. I think that's his son. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's Frank Signetti the third or something. Signetti. Kurt Signetti. I think that's Kurt Signetti. Maybe. Yeah, that was Kurt Signetti. His dad okay, is, or maybe that's his, wow, that might be his brother the more I look at it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just, born
0: in 61.
1: Okay, so his, the Frank Signetti senior was a former yeah. head coach at West Virginia and IUP and compiled a record of 199 77 and one is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Yep. Wow. And his brother, Frank. Is the OC now at Pitt, former Boston College. His other brother, is that James Madison, died 12 and 2, 14 and 2, 7 and 1, killing it, apparently.
0: Yeah, since, since Frank was uh, the Rutgers offensive coordinator, he's had that was in 2011.
1: Yeah, Kurt has a record of yeah, 100, 100 wins and 31 losses. Holy yeah, shit. He's a good
0: coach. Yeah, he's had five different stops since he left Rutgers. Uh, mostly in the NFL, they were able to actually prime Boston College is able to prime away from being Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach to be their offensive coordinator, which is pretty impressive.
1: Actually, no, he... that was when McCarthy got fired, right? Yeah. Yep. so that makes sense. I think that was McCarthy got fired, then he was Giants QB coach under McAdoo,
0: something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, that's got to um, be. Boston College, we've kind of referenced how they might not have as much money as a lot of local programs to spend on this kind of stuff, and that kind of, I guess, rings true with this move. I can't imagine that he would have – given that, you know, Jerkovich is probably a guy who might be an NFL-level prospect, I can't imagine he would leave that situation unless he was getting paid a lot more money.
1: Yeah, I was a little shocked by that one, but now it's it's definitely interesting. It has an effect on Rutgers because that's your season opener. And you're gonna kind of have to change your offense a little bit. You already have you have to go a little bit pro style, kind of. It's like your thing yep. at BC. And then Frank, the Frank runs it probably better than just about anyone out there. Yeah. So I, I don't know what you do because you can't really just go out and if you're halfway and be like, all right, we're gonna get this uh this spread guy, he's pretty good, he's up and comer. Shit, Djerkovic can't move. Well, the Rutgers might, win. you never know. Now, now it's getting interesting between the four linemen coming in and now Frank Signetti out at Boston college, this, this game, this spread would have, if it did come out early, I don't think it did. It would have shifted like a ton for sure Maybe not in Rutgers favor, but like it would have gotten a lot, lot closer.
0: Yep. Um, so we're running a little long for an instant reaction, but this has been some yeah, awesome banter. Uh, Keep your heads up, guys. Uh, we have more good news on the horizon, I'm sure. We have at least one commit that we're kind of alluding to that might be happening soon. Uh, mm-hmm. We have plenty of guys coming up for Junior Day, so stay tuned to the boards. Stay tuned yep. to this podcast feed because, who knows, maybe we'll have some news to report on Sunday. Uh, a lot of NFL action going on, so I hope there isn't news to report so we don't have to record on Sunday. But regardless, appreciate you guys for tuning in. And this has been another episode of the Echo Podcast. Am